0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Full Pelt Music Podcast. Shortly we'll be chatting with October Drift ahead of their second album, I Don't Belong Anywhere, which is out this September. But before then, a quick reminder for myself, if you would, please do follow Full Pelt Music on social media. We are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And if you would, please do hit that subscribe button, hit that like button wherever you're watching or listening. Well, welcome uh, Kieran from October Drift to the Full Pump Music Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time. How are you on this hopefully sunny day where you are? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks.
1: Yeah, all good. Excellent. I've, I've, not, I've not got a huge amount planned today, which is quite nice and quite rare. Um, i going to go over to Bristol later and watch a gig and just hang out. So. Oh, excellent. Nice. Who's,
0: who are you yeah. watching tonight then? Um, it's a
1: gig for Ukraine kind of thing. Um, oh. There's a band called called the pleasure dome i know for, um who are playing at the uh, louisiana which is one of the, yeah one of my favorite little venues in bristol so yeah that Excellent. should be good
0: yeah it should be really yeah. really good um and speaking of live shows actually that sets us up well for where we're going to start because um, October Drift have just come off tour uh, a couple of weeks ago you've been able to get around the UK I think that's your second uh, proper tour of the UK since the pandemic hit um, yeah that's right so, yeah how how has it felt for you guys to get back out on the road after obviously a difficult couple of years for everyone
1: yeah so so good because um, we we geared for obviously years and years and years um, in front of hardly anyone and then we sort of did the album things were growing really nicely we did the first album um released it in the uh january or, or the february yeah january i think 2020 and then did the tour in the uh, february and then like poof, went into the yeah. lockdown in march and it, that was the best tour we'd done and then it was like there's all these kind of worries of like oh well we just will it you know if, when we start back up again will it be the same will anyone come will um will we still be able to do it <laughs> like all these insecurities i guess but um so it's been really good to get the ball rolling and the, the each tour has been better against so the one we just finished in march and april was the best one best headline date like uh, you know dates we've ever done um the response is really good yeah. that was after the the insects release and like the, the new songs have gone down
0: really well so
1: yeah it's been it's been nice and reassuring as well
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i've spoken to a number of artists obviously that were all um when the pandemic hit in different uh time periods of you know promotion for records or you know some were lucky were and were in you know planned downtime already. Obviously mm. for a, a newer band that obviously was gaining a lot of momentum at the time. You know, how frustrating was it from a obviously career perspective um to have to stop dead at that point? Well we still just tried to
1: like consider ourselves lucky that we actually got it out yeah. and did the one tour before we went into um the lockdown and stuff. So could have been worse like and also we were like lucky not to be financially hit too hard because we've kind of got like part-time jobs to we had the furlough and stuff like that and um we've also got a little studio um just outside of like just near about where we all live um so when we were able to like meet up in small groups and stuff like that we could still go there and write and record and stuff like that which was like a real blessing
0: yeah no it sounds it definitely and speaking of meeting up in uh small groups actually october drift were one of a few bands that were willing to head out and trial a uh, a socially distanced tour you know when yeah, that, that was, was interesting that, well, yeah yeah how how was that for you guys as a you know quite energetic live band you know played to a socially distanced i'm guessing seated probably
1: yeah, audience, seated. You know, what, yes yeah. what was that
0: like for you guys
1: we were sort of in two minds about um whether to do it like stripped back kind of acoustic gigs or do it like full whack and then um we kind of figured after such a long time about how any live music and just watching you know like acoustic sessions on your phone and stuff like that people were probably quite up for watching a full band with you know full energy so we so we decided to do that and um it did feel good to play in front of real people again after such a long time um some of the gigs were better than others like yeah. some of them felt some of them felt like almost like just normal gigs and I think it was what the ones with the bigger light like, shows and stages and bigger rooms and stuff but some of them felt a little bit weird there was one where I had like a um perspex screen in front like in front of <laughs> <Wow>. me <laughs> and it was like really weird to like in Engaged. like i could see my own reflection in this perspective. I'm like this just is really weird
0: <laughs> yeah that must have been well at least obviously the person staring back at you would have been enjoying the show at least if there was reflection. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but um <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i i did attend uh, a few outdoor socially uh distant shows back around mm-hmm. that time and obviously it was quite, you know, unique and, you know, almost awkward, really, because um, you didn't know what you couldn't couldn't do as an audience member. Or, am I allowed to sing can I dance, etc., etc. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it, it was really good that, you know, you as a band were willing to go out and try all that because, yeah, obviously at yeah. the time we didn't know when proper music would come back. So,
1: yeah, it's no regrets doing it. Um, I'm glad it was just the one tour like that, but um, yeah, we've got loads of footage of it as well, so it's, fun- <laughs> it's, it's funny looking back at it, like. It's quite. A, i guess it's quite a uh, unique moment in sort of history like looking at it
0: yeah exactly yeah i think that's how yeah we need to start looking at these things um but as we said you've been able to get out and play a couple of you know proper tours again we were able to mm-hmm. come along to the norwich show and uh everyone listening can read our review of that show on uh, on our yeah. website for very positive review we really really loved the show i say yeah high energy bands know, really engaging and you know getting the audience involved and you know yeah we loved that gig yeah yeah that was a really really good gig uh and yeah highlight for me as well was yourself you know finishing the show out in the crowds um with um we call it snow um yeah yeah it was, was yeah a, a fantastic ending you know where where does does that I know you've done that a, a few shows. where did the idea to come out into the crowd and perform that song you know as an ending come from because it does work really well um we used to do well on the, I think
1: on the last tour we did uh naked at the end, which was from the yeah. from the debut album, and that was just me, and then we wanted to try something a bit different, so we decided to do like the Snow we Fall with me and Chris. Which is nice as well because it kind of, um, a lot of people then realize, oh, Chris can sing as well, and like <laughs> it, it kind of shows off his his vocals and stuff, and it's cool. And then I think it was his idea to go in the middle of the room, but it's nice, yeah. and especially in especially in like um, sometimes the people at the back are like for whatever you know for whatever reason less likely to come forward and get engaged and stuff. But going in the middle of the room kind of brings everyone yeah. in the room all. There's no front and back. It's like, yeah, it's it's nice. It's kind of a nice way to finish it. Um, so yeah, it was Chris's idea to go in the middle of the room.
0: Yeah, no, it works really, really well. And uh, on our uh, other podcast that we put out, our Discover New Music podcast, we we chat with the artists on that podcast. Uh, we have a, a, a section called set list science and ask them you know what um, kind of attention they pay to the structure of a set list and do they have any rules um, obviously it kind of feels fitting to ask you that question obviously because placing that moment at the end that certainly does leave you know the fans leaving have got a talking point you know there, there's something they're going to mm-hmm. remember there you know is that something you factor in you know how much importance do you put into the structure of a set list
1: yeah quite a lot it takes it often takes quite a long time also dan's plays every song in different tunings. Huh. So we've always got a we've always got a there's a getting the set list right so the flows right and it's you know it has the dips at the right points and stuff like that. But then there's always the battle of Dan going, oh well I can't go from this song into this song because I've got this mad tuning to go into. So we've got to work out these bits in between where he can tune it or um yeah, how it works. So sometimes we've got like right bits of uh like just little bits of music or oh like i've got to go and do this at this point or something just to give him like 30 seconds to tune his guitar <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there's we've we always take quite a long time with the set where well, it takes it always takes a little bit of time to get in the set list right and uh, yeah. actually we like for example on this last tour we we did the we did the set in Southampton the first day and then we were like oh that didn't really work and it and changed it up for the rest of the rest of the tour so um sometimes yeah Yeah, sometimes you don't sometimes you don't know until you've sort of tried and tested it as well
0: yeah yeah trial and error certainly it's Mm. good that you're willing to adapt um, which Mm -hmm. obviously uh, some bands um, probably wouldn't yeah so it's good um and on the tour as as we mentioned you got to play uh, a few new songs we're going to talk to you about your new album in a moment Um, but whilst we're talking about the tour how was it Uh, how was the response to the new songs um, that you played on the tour how did you find yeah um, really good I mean Airborne, Panic Attack and Insects were the
1: two latest that have been released. They went down like amazingly, which was really nice. And the new ones we played, uh, a song called Lost Without You and um Webcam Funerals, which is the next single. Um and both got a really great reception. And you could see after a few people like people who'd come back to a few different gigs singing along and stuff, which was like nice that they could catch on to the words and stuff like that so
0: yeah um, yeah yeah so you mentioned that obviously your next single uh, webcam funerals is out on the 27th i believe that's right yeah. um yeah what yeah. should uh, listeners expect from that single when it comes out um
1: it's a it's quite a sort of personal one that um basically the, the backstory of it br- briefly is um a f- uh, f- friend of mine passed away during the lockdown um and her son, who's also a really close friend of mine, was staying with me at the time and um, basically went off to the funeral. And it was like all of our friends and like the, their family and stuff like that were obviously just watching on the webcam stream. So it was just a sort of uh, response to the strangeness and the like sadness yeah. of this situation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what it's about, but it's. I think it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Like, I think it's—it was a song like um, that. Instead of like sitting down and being like, you know, well, oh, what should I write about? Or I've got this idea. It was like, oh, I have to write this song. Like, it, it was yeah. almost like i didn't know what else to do. So it was like, write the song, and it came really quickly. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love it. So I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to getting it out. So, I think it's my favorite off the record. So um, we weren't originally going to release it as a single yeah um, but we added the f- added another single into this into the sort of campaign so i'm really glad that it is um getting a single yeah title <laughs> yeah no, and yeah we just we just finished um editing the video for it as well so it should be yeah it looks great we're, we're yeah really excited about this release
0: yeah we look forward to, to hearing it and obviously listeners need to make sure they check that out uh, on the 27th when the uh mm-hmm. the song and the video arrive um but as you mentioned there's two songs out there already from the new albums so let's just dive a little deeper into those the first single that came out was insects um airborne, which... airborne panic attack was the first one of course, airborne panic attack of course it was <laughs> uh, and that's actually so we'll start with airborne panic attack and that's actually <laughs> a song that we uh featured on our discovering music playlist over on spotify um to try and get uh, people engaged in that one um fantastic single so what can you tell us about uh the meaning of the song you know and how the song comes together um well it came together biz our bass player
1: was um playing the riff almost as like a a joke like as like a i don't know sort of parody <laughs> hair metal riff or something like um and we were like oh, actually it's kind of something in that and it took us ages and ages to to make it sound anything like october drift um and we tried that as the chorus and we tried a bunch of different choruses and we had the verses fairly early on but we never had the choruses which kind of bring it back into like it's kind of it's quite left field for for us yeah those verses are kind of out of our comfort zone a bit and the riff like we we always just play big elongated chords and that was kind of like a riff that we don't we're not really we don't really tend to do Um, and we kept going back, and and eventually we broke the chorus, and it was kind of locked it and brought it back into sounding like us. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, really pleased that we did. Like, I wasn't even I wasn't sure about that song for a long time because I was like, I don't know, didn't, wasn't sure if it was any good or not. Um, anyway, I've grown to love it. Yeah, um, and it was basically uh, like sort of a knee-jerk reaction to like lots of different anxiety, like you know, big anxieties of like world problems and things yeah. like that and um and feeling like a bit hopeless and useless to to doing things about it and just i guess the world getting on top of you is kind of what what the themes of the song are about
0: yeah yeah i mean it does stand out you know as as a track as you say a bit uh out there compared to you know you, what mm-hmm. uh, we're used to from october drift but equally it works really really well and it really stands out live, you know. It really was a highlight of the the show we were able to attend, um, and I, I think really that was one of the songs that was stuck in our head as you know we walked away. So, oh cool, yeah, thank um, you. It certainly works really well. Really good song. Uh, as Again, as it, it took a while. It took a while yeah. to crack live as well because um,
1: I don't know, maybe because it was out of our comfort zone. But yeah, it, it, it took quite a long time. Some songs like, you just play them live yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, cool, that's it's fine. But like we ended up Dan was playing the riff at first and I was singing and for whatever reason it wasn't sounding right so then I had to we, we changed things up quite a, a few times and to get it working live as
0: well but but yeah no certainly yeah. it does work really well um and insects as well yeah it was another actually uh, standout song from from that mm-hmm. show um so that is your most recent single that you've put out insects that's um, the latest one
1: out yeah yeah so
0: actually,
1: yeah go ahead Yeah. Similar it, again is one yeah it's one of my favorite um favorite tracks we've ever done yeah. I think it's it's um it's got like a cool energy i think and it's yeah it's got a real vibe um i think that i'm trying to think how that came about um and it could have been biz again right in the riff the bass riff um it's kind of like a, a coming of age song i guess without kind of growing up and um, feeling life pull you in different directions and yeah, sort of growing up but still feeling la- like, feeling small kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was, I am trying to think what the, it was, it was a museum in um, Glasgow. Oh, I've been saying it was the Kelvin Grove, but it wasn't. It was, <laughs> it was a, another one, but I can't remember what it's called. What was that? The Hunterian Museum. <laughs> okay anyway they've got all these pickled uh you know weird animals and then they've got all these victorian um uh like taxidermy bugs and yeah. beetles and insects and butterflies on the walls and stuff like that so that that chorus was kind of written out like we still insects pinned to the walls was kind of written after after seeing all of them <laughs> um so yeah okay. that's what that song's
0: about yeah um and both both tracks have got uh cool videos to them. Obviously listeners should check out on YouTube. You can watch the videos for of both of those songs. And that uh leads me on to the next yeah um, the, vid- the yeah. videos like the I was gonna say like the
1: the videos we've all been uh, actually airborne panic attack video uh was filmed by our friend Neil but the this the insects one we did ourselves this next one we've done we've been making our own videos which has been um quite good fun as well and yeah. like out of the like I was saying earlier out of the lockdown and having our own studio and stuff we recorded all these we recorded the first album with uh, justin from editors yeah um at his studio and he sort of produced it and stuff but this second one um out of circumstance we recorded ourselves in our studio which was like a big kind of learning curve like it took a lot longer than we than it might have elsewhere yeah. but it was it was it's really cool that this album's been like self-recorded, self-produced. Um, we've been making our own, our own music videos for
0: it. We did the artwork for it. Like it's very sort of
1: DIY and it's it is, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very DIY. And yeah, I mean the artwork and uh, you know the videos and the whole aesthetic really of October drift are, you know i find it works really really well um yeah you know, it all feels you know very obviously joined up you know um whereas mm-hmm. you know some bands you know put out completely different videos and artwork etc cetera, etc cetera. but um you know it, it does work and fit um with the band's narrative really really well um and equally you know um what works that i've loved watching to be honest um it, when i've dived a little deeper into or youtube is the uh, strongs in strange places um, kind of mm-hmm. series that you guys uh, have been putting out there and I think you know, they're really fantastic one for obviously you know the strange places you managed to keep finding to record the videos in but obviously each video the song uh, obviously um, comes uh, it, it, it kind of adapts and obviously um, comes to life mm-hmm. differently um, the way that you guys perform it so um, you know how did that whole series come about you know where was the concept for that and um you know have you got any funny stories from uh, you know trying to find these locations <laughs> um yeah i mean it's nice
1: i think we've always like found that our songs work quite well stripped back yeah and often that's how they're written in the first place so let like, it make sense that they work in reverse um and it's often you know good test of a song if it still works when you strip it right back um the songs in strange places i can't even remember how we came up with that idea i think the first one we did was the bowling alley i think which we did a cover of um uh mo- um, black red bull motorcycle club track and it was me and chris uh dan works in a bowling alley so we went there and um <laughs> plonked the piano and played a session on the middle of the bowling lanes um and i think that was the first one uh, yeah we have had to sometimes rack our brains and try and find yeah. the- places um and often we do them last minute so it's like oh what should we do today oh should we do a songs and strange places right where can we find you know last minute that's <laughs> doable we found some cool some cool yeah. places as well like the um there's like an abandoned mill in wellington near where my parents live which um which we broke into and that was like climbed through this little little hole and yeah uh, yeah you couldn't i mean you couldn't film an actual video there because you couldn't get all the gear in there because well at least the only way we found in but you could we could get ourselves and a guitar and a little camera in and we were like yeah, it's cool it's cool in there probably not very health and safety <laughs>
0: <laughs> no <laughs> no we um, want the risk assessments on that one <laughs>
1: no nah. so. um uh yeah we've uh, there was there was this sort of old um chapel which was um out in the devon countryside somewhere which is was a canadian i think it was donated by canada or something so it's it's got a canadian flag and it's like this is owned by canada it's Canada land, and um and that was really cool I, like i can't quite remember the story of it but i think it was maybe a canadian who'd moved there and built the church or something and that was a really cool session as well then it was like kind of in the middle of the, in the middle of nowhere this little chapel canadian chapel yeah it's kind of
0: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, we found a few inter- interesting places yeah you certainly have and yeah the series is, is yeah fantastic i spent a few hours um w- watching the videos um actually researching for this uh chat yeah really enjoyed it so everyone listening to the podcast obviously need to check them out and we'll stick a link in the uh, description of the podcast everyone listening head down to the link and we'll link you through to uh, obviously october drift's youtube channel to check them videos out oh, thank make, you yeah make sure you definitely do that and something else that listeners are going to need to check out of course we've referenced it a number of times is your new album so it's called i don't belong anywhere and it's out september 23rd um <laughs> so what should listeners expect from the album as a whole well i guess
1: the first few singles are a, a good insight into the the rest of the album um i'd say it's we kind of when we came to write write it we sent um justin and jamie from the label like a bunch of a whole bunch of songs that we had and they said these are great but they thought there was kind of two different sounding albums there and they thought one was more of a like a rock record and one was more kind of uh like euphoric and meandering perhaps so, yeah. like, choose a choose a direction and um, write some more tunes in like that, and then you'll have an album. So, uh, yeah. so we kind of we kind of came to agree and um, went for the rock record direction. And I think our first, oh well, our first album is a rock record. You know, it's like we kind of based it on in utero and um, tried to get that kind of band in a room like energy yeah. into it. And I think this album is perhaps more of a direct sounding album. Like it's a bit punchier, and I think the choruses perhaps are a bit more instant and big, bigger choruses perhaps. Um, but I think, in a way, it's also more um, accessible as well, perhaps. Yeah, it's it's definitely. Um, and i think that's perhaps down to the production Um, i'm not not sure yeah it's and the chorus is is perhaps more although it's maybe darker perhaps heavier it's it's kind of still got this sort of like pop elements to it um in the melodies and like vocals and stuff like that
0: um
1: yeah so, yeah
0: if the singles are a good indication then obviously the album is going to be fantastic you know um thank you so and obviously the DIY element that we've, we've talked about you're able to, to record it in your own studio and obviously do a lot of the work on it yourselves mm-hmm. you, you know, you must be you know, really excited to get it out because you must be really proud of obviously the effort that's gone into it
1: yeah I mean the other thing with doing it doing it that way is like the first album we um had Gigged those songs for eight for years, of course, and yeah. and we went into the studio with a producer, and he'd said, "Oh yeah, this is great. Try this this way. You know, I'll tweak that, rewrite that, or you know, no, we didn't really rewrite much, but it was like um, we had those extra pair of ears, yeah. and the songs were like tried and tested. Whereas this al- coming to do this album, um, the songs weren't hadn't been played live; they hadn't really been trialed and then we were like we're recording it ourselves so like putting them out feels more like like not like a risk but they're not tried and tested in the same way so it's yeah. kind of like um and the, yeah because we yeah so it's it's kind of more exciting in a way even though the yeah. debut record was really exciting because it was a debut of course it is it is um it is exciting to get these sort of because they're kind of brand new
0: to yeah. everyone so yeah and you must be getting already, you know, a, a sense of vindication, really, from the positive feedback from both, you know, the mm. songs being out there, plus obviously the live uh, feedback from the songs performing well amongst the set.
1: Yeah, for sure. And playing, li- like, doing this, doing it live is the real thing. I think after, after not playing for a lot for live for a long time as well, I always start to feel like that's where the, the old, like the main buzz is. And I, it was a bit like it's so good to be able to play live and get that kind of. Um, you know, feeling like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, people do appreciate it and stuff. So,
0: yeah, yeah, no, fantastic. And everyone listening, you can pre-order the album now um, from the band's store. There's obviously a couple of different uh, vinyl variants available uh, and a number of, of bundles there as well. Um, yeah, so um, we'll, again, link that in the uh, description. Um, So, yeah, obviously, um, follow the band as well on social media, everyone, because these days that's how we all keep in touch with with musicians. Obviously, we know there's a new song coming out on the 27th with uh, webcam funerals. Um, And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more between now and the release of the album in September. So um, you guys uh, have got your social handles nailed down and you are October Drift across the board at Instagram, Mm. Twitter and Facebook. Quite often when I read these off, you've got three different uh, ones to read off, unfortunately, um, because the band's name's already taken. But thankfully, you guys have been able to nail down October Drift. So uh, listeners obviously need to head there. Um, and you guys will play, be playing uh, Bearded Theory Festival at the end of May. Um, how yeah. excited are you for that one?
1: Yeah, really excited. Um, that's the first festival we've done. Yeah, well, it's the first of the season. Um, we've got a few more that we haven't, we're not able to announce, but we've got yeah. Bearded Theory at the end of this month. And then we've got um, Vestrock like a few days later in Holland on the 3rd of uh, June. So that'd be I mean yeah, it'd be a fun week, really looking forward to those gigs, and it feels like forever since we've been at a festival and um,
0: yeah.
1: so yeah. it'd be it'd be, it'd be it'd be
0: good. Yeah, looking forward to get back into a uh, what will probably be a mud- muddy field. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> um Excellent. And uh, you've you alluded, obviously, that there's some more festivals coming that you uh, aren't able to announce yet. So obviously, yeah. again, a, a, another reason for listeners to keep track on your social your profiles. Eyes, because, yeah, there's
1: a few, a few, um, a few exciting ones that, we, that I'm, I'm unfortunately not allowed to mention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Um, that's standard. That's standard. And um, uh, hopefully, you know, there'll be an opportunity. I'd imagine you. Know, October drift. Uh, you know, live almost on the road. It feels like so there'll be an opportunity um, when the album's out for fans to get in some rooms and sing along with you as well. For I sure, think. yeah. We're um, we're currently just
1: booking in the tour for around the album release and perhaps um, another run of dates in between, but not not quite sure yet.
0: Yeah, excellent. Well, we really cannot wait for the album uh, to come out and obviously to to hear. Um, webcam funerals on the on the 27th we've really enjoyed as we said uh insects and airborne panic attacks so um yeah obviously listeners uh there'll be a load of links in the description you need to head to those um Kieran um thank you so much for giving me your your time to come on the podcast Pleasure. thanks We're really for appreciated me. it um what would you know your final message be for everyone listening today uh, what else would you like to discuss uh
1: well, i'm not sure just to, to say thanks for tuning in and hope you're all doing okay and hopefully see you soon
0: and um yeah excellent no um so yeah everyone listening obviously social media channels uh or october drift so keep track with the band check out the videos check out uh songs in strange places because that is really really uh a lovely little series that i've really enjoyed so um, thank, you. thank you again kieran uh for your time yeah likewise cheers for having me Well, thank you everyone for watching and listening. I really hope you enjoyed that chat there of October Drift. Please do uh, follow them on social media ahead of the release of their upcoming second album, I Don't Belong Anywhere on September 23rd. And while you're at it, if you would, please do follow Full Pelt Music on social media. Also, we're on Facebook at Full Pelt and Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And finally, um, if you would, please do hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, wherever you're watching or listening. And we will be back soon for another episode of the Full Pelt Music podcast.